in 448, or your pink sheet, actually. Brief life is here, our portion. We've gone through stanzas one through three. Tonight, we're looking at stanza four. The morning shall awaken. And shadows, shall decay. and shadows shall decay. The morning shall awaken and shadows shall decay. The morning shall awaken and shadows shall decay. Here we see in a glass dimly, or other times the scriptures talk about how we walk through the shadow of death. Um, and so what's going to happen? The shadows shall decay. Um, that which we see only roughly, that's which we only partly understand, will finally have to uh, give way to a new morning. And so um, went to a concert uh, for Jacob last uh, Sunday, and it was in a, a church. They did some Bach cantatas, and... Uh, they had a baptismal font, I was looking at down front. As usual, how many sides to the baptismal font? Why is it eight-sided? Because the chalk's on his eight sides. What do you think, Mark? For the eight days before Jesus was baptized? Say it again. Oh, you know what? There was. With circumcision, you were to wait till the eighth day to circumcise the child. I'm sure there's a connection with that. Ooh, Olivia thinks she knows. I'm going to go and see if she knows. The what? Eight what? Think of an ark. Eight people went on the ark. The eighth day theology. The eighth that goes with the baptismal font obviously draws us back to baptism. Circumcision is the Old Testament equivalent of New Testament, which comes through baptism. Um, in the end, most of the time, that ends up being explained by means of an eight-day idea. What is that? God created the world in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. There's only one more day after that. Theologically speaking, we live in the eighth day, the final day. Uh, this is, as, as a believer, you get baptized into Christ and now you live in an eternal day. You will live forever. Um, here it talks about the morning shall awaken. Uh, this is the morning that will be the final. You will die here and wake up in a new morning. Um, we'll tuck you into bed in the grave and the Lord will wake you up um, for the final day that will last forever. Uh, there will be no night. And so... Uh, this idea of being in the church, being a part of God's people, you are a part of the eighth day, the new creation what is what we would say. The old creation, yeah, that was seven. It's now been corrupted. We're going to have an eighth day. We're going to have a new one. Um, with this one, the morning shall awaken and shadows shall decay. It's again drawing those connections between all of the stuff here. You know, we have it by faith. Um, and, and even though we know immensely more than the Old Testament, there's still so much we do not know. Um, we still worship by faith. We still worship through the word. Uh, then things will be different when we wake up on that new morning. Next part. And each true-hearted servant, servant shall shine as doth the day. And each true-hearted servant shall shine as doth the day. And each true-hearted servant shall shine as doth the day. As we are here, and we'll talk about it again tonight, uh, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the church here on earth, 
and the church here on earth. Yes, it's those uh, who are gathered around the word and sacraments, but there are also those who are not true-hearted. Here it speaks of those who are true-hearted. It's making a distinction between those who are not and those who are. What does it mean, each true-hearted servant? What's a true-hearted servant? What now? The baptized. Those who have faith. Those who have faith. These are those whose heart has been changed because of their baptism, and now they love God. Um, and so they are true to this. We're not talking about those who are just hanging around, the hypocrites and, and, and others, but each true-hearted servant will get that, that reward. It's, it's only given to those who believe. They'll shine as doth the day uh, there. Uh, you know, we have no more sin. We have no more sorrow. Um, there we will reflect the true sh shining that comes from our, from our Savior. There God, our King and portion, in fullness of his grace, shall we behold forever and worship face to face. And worship face to face. So, no longer in a glass dimly, no longer with shadows, we get to see him face to face. What will we see? The one who is uh, full of grace, as the scriptures say, uh, who has showered his grace upon us, and there we will enjoy that uh, beatific vision that, that comes in that day, that being kind of the new morning, the new, the eighth day. All right, stanza number four. The morning shall awaken and shadows shall decay and each true-hearted servant shall shine as doth the day. There God our King and portion in fullness of his grace shall we behold forever and worship face to face. Very good. We're on to the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. How many petitions do we have in the Lord's Prayer? Seven. She's holding up seven fingers. Um, four would put us right in the middle. Three on each side. Uh, we've had, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then now we get to give us this day our daily bread. Um, hmm, daily bread. Uh, the Lord wants us to ask for, well, bread? We've had all kinds of, of things before. Um, to keep his, his name holy, you know, to be a part of his kingdom is to become a, a, a believer in his church, that his will might be done, and, and, and all. I mean, we, man, we've asked for, I mean, talk about things we don't deserve. Great, you know, eternal life we've asked for, and all this. And now God wants us to pray for daily bread. Kind of boring. Kind of small, little. Is it important? I mean, I mean, salvation, life, daily bread. Ah, uh, come on! What do we? God wants us to pray for daily bread, really? Mark? Go a couple days without it. I think you'll. Oh, maybe, maybe. I, <laughs> I thought God, but God, you know. Yeah, you're right. I'm. A, I'm I, I need that, you know, but. God knows we need that stuff. Oh, okay. We think about things like food a lot. 
to say, you know, listen, I'll take care of that. Takes that daily burden off of us. Of, you know, we don't need to worry about that. I'm not going to have some baby or mm. something where God's going to take care of that because He told me to pay for it. So. You're expanding this a little bit beyond <laughs> bread. And you're adding clothes and and some other stuff, but but. To, do we think about these things? Yeah. Uh, Jane, did you have something too? Oh, I was, was going to say about what Mark said. I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. And uh, uh, yes, I think God knows that, that we need this. I also think God knows that we, it concerns us. We think about it quite a bit. And uh, by asking him for it, it assures us Oh, so we're, uh, yeah, we're going to start adding in. We need to know it comes from him, right? And then, then so that we don't worry. You were thinking, gone. Yes, and so you ask for daily bread, but you find that, you know, there's always something on the bread, and there's always something with the bread, and there's always, I mean, does he provide? Yes, I mean, not, um, and sure, bread includes many things. We'll see that with the explanation, which, which Luther has as well, uh, but also, what about this daily um, why not just give us bread? And, you know, why not just give us this day's bread, but give us this day our daily, we got day and daily twice in six words. Um, Jane? Yes. Karen, did you have... Well, let's get into it and see. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God certainly gives daily bread, gives daily bread. To, everyone to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. God certainly gives daily bread to everyone So we need to know right off the bat that God is not uh, going around saying, well, you know, Dylan, you went to church this week. I think I'll give you daily bread. Um, Olivia, you didn't go this week. Oh, I'm not going to give you so much. You know, he's not out there giving to believers and then being stingy to unbelievers or making them hurt. You know, I, what is he doing? He's giving out his stuff, um, even to all evil people. Uh, what does he do? He sends to them the same rain, the same sun, uh, gives to them the same government, um, uh, you're in this world, you get the same. You, he's providing uh, those kind of gifts to us the same uh, uh, intellect, muscles, ability to uh, make a living, to earn, and, and then to, to purchase this daily bread. He's giving all this stuff out. Why is he giving this stuff out? For the church. What now? For the church. Ooh, ultimately, that is the answer. Um, ultimately, God is concerned about his church. But you know what? He created the entire world. Um, 
I guess I got to remember how I asked the question. Um, first of all, does God care for his creation? Yes. Absolutely. And so when Jesus died, he died not just for the believers or those who would ultimately become believers, he died for the whole world. Um, in the very same way, he provides for everyone in this world, even those who mock and hate him. Uh, he provides. Nevertheless, why is he sustaining and working all this out? Um, that he might work out all things to the good for his church, that he might save as many as possible. Yes, so, yes, so, so even when he's providing for the evil, I think his will is that that works toward their oh, salvation. Yes, absolutely. He's, he's keeping them alive that they might have a chance to repent. He's keeping them alive that we might be able to speak to them. He is, you know, yes, absolutely. He's being a, he's being a good and gracious Heavenly Father. Um, he's the creator, and he says, that's my creation. I'm going to take care of that creation. So God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. Next one. But we pray in this petition, that God would lead us to realize this, And to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. And to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. So, in this, uh, uh, the way this turns out, we go through the six chief parts and all. Usually, we hit the fourth petition right about Thanksgiving time, which kind of fits into the. Oh, I didn't design it that way, but it just kind of fits into it. Uh, what do we know? We know that God gives it. Two, we know that I want to realize this. I want to start realizing what gifts God has provided and given, right? He has given me my food. Yes, he has given me my clothes, but yes, he has given me a car. Yes, he's given me a house. Yeah, okay. He has given me um, a, uh, a government. He has given me uh, a cell phone, communication. Uh, I, I mean, I got, I got a computer in my pocket, you know, of all things. He has given me children. He has given me um, uh, long life. He has given me old age. He has given me a healthcare system. He has given me, you know, uh, um, education. What is this God doing? Well, I want to realize what he has given so that I receive these gifts, not with complaints, you know, this is a rotten peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know. Uh, this is a rotten uh, church. It's not big enough. And, and there's not, you know, enough uh, 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 singers. And, there, you know, uh, this is a rotten life. You know, I wish I, I needed to live shorter <laughs> or longer. Or what, what do we, so we might realize this and receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. Those two go together. Receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. We're to receive it. God has these gifts for us, right? He's providing them for us. What should we do? Receive the gifts that he has provided. Um, should you feel bad because God gave you a steak instead of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No, that's what God gave me. Um, now, yeah, you know, I want to make sure that I, I'm not being uh, um, uh, selfish. I, I'm helping my neighbor, whatever. But, you know, I, what am I to do? Receive this whatever God has provided. If he's provided me a steak, fine. If he's provided my peanut butter and jelly, fine. Take it and receive it. Um, people always go around, you know, feeling guilty. I feel guilty about the house I have. I feel guilty about the car I have. I feel guilty that I'm going out and, and having a good time. I feel I received the daily bread. That's what God gave us. Um, yeah. How? With Thanksgiving. What do we? How, how do? You, how do you do that? How do you receive it with Thanksgiving? What do you do?
Okay. Sometimes I'll share. Absolutely. Look what God has blessed me, and I'm going to bless you. Um, sometimes they do it. What was the other? Uh, sir, just serving. I mean, I have the energy to go help someone. Right. Um, I might use it to serve someone else. Absolutely. You don't waste it. You use what you I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to take what God has given. Um, absolutely. I'm going, to re- I'm going to receive it. Use it. I don't want to misuse use what God has given me. So if God has given me this, I don't want to use it in a wrong way or, or a way in which it would um, hurt someone else. Or, or... Remember to thank God for it. You know, I have a prayer. Um, absolutely. Um, acknowledge by means of words. Praise him. Thank him for what he has done. Acknowledge. Um, sure. Um, uh, I, I worked, I got, but God's the one who provided all this for me in the end. So, we, so we, we, we do it in those ways. What is meant by daily bread? Ooh, what is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything. Daily, daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body has to do with the support and needs of the body. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. Okay, so in Luther's explanation, he's dividing up body and soul. This is the body petition. Everything that has to do with the body, as opposed to the soul, which has to do with conscience and salvation and life. This has to do with what's the bodily stuff that you got to have. Luther says, open up your eyes, get a little bit bigger picture here, because you have to realize that God is the one who is from the creation of the ground to the sending of the rain to the truckers that bring it around, to the farmer that puts it in there, to the refrigeration that has to keep your food cold, to the... you know, all of this, he says, is what God is giving. I said it was a little thing for daily bread. But you know what? For God to make sure this happens, he is active, sustaining the entire creation so that it might be supplied for us. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as... Colton, food, such as food, drink, such as food, drink, Sally, clothing, food, drink, clothing, Olivia, shoes is yours, food, drink, clothing, shoes, Lynette, house, Dylan, home. Wait a minute, house, home. You and your mom got the same one? Uh, Maybe. Um, I think it's probably a translation issue. For Luther, house and home were not exactly the same thing. We might like, and I kind of like the idea, Um, if you want to talk in English, we would say, house is what Lee Dunaway builds. Home is the family of Lee, Lynette, Olivia, Dylan that live inside. That's what we would say English-wise. Luther, probably with the German, is probably referring to your uh, um, farm, your house, your, your whole everything you have, and then your particular place where you live, your home. But either way, God provides all of that. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as Livia? Home. We're back up to the beginning. Land. Land. How come I'm the only one? I can only hear my... I, I can't hear any of you say these. Um, a little louder for the hearing challenged. 
That was a little louder for the hearing challenge. Let's go a big louder for the hearing challenge. Land. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as animals. Money. Woohoo! Land, animals, money, goods. Land, animal, money, goods. Oh, it's getting a little bit tougher. A devout husband or wife. I'm going to give you all of that. Okay, you don't just get one word. A devout husband or wife. Devout children. Devout children. And what are devout children? They're good. Um, the, the word devout comes from devoted. Devoted. So they're faithful, right? They're faithful to parents. They're faithful to traditions, to the, you know, that which is good. So uh, um, same thing with the devout husband or wife. They are devoted. They are devoted to the marriage vow. They are devoted to the family, uh, that which has been given. So we got money, goods, a devout Husband or wife, devout children. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, money, goods. Devout husband or wife. Devout children. Devout workers. Devout workers, but then we have another devout. Devout and faithful rulers. Right, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, those who are over and those who, who do the job. Devout workers, devout and faithful rulers. Pastor. Good government. Good government. Good weather. Good weather. Violet, are you in? Peace, she's in with peace. All right. Um, daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as Health, self-control, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. It is a long list. Um, why do you think Luther put together such a long list? So, so we begin to count our blessings even as we go through, and um, absolutely. Um, could he have made it a lot much longer? I, 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 of course, of course. And so, um, these, are the, these are the daily bread things. These are the things that God gives to us again and again and again, each and every day. Um, in volume 21 of Luther's works, he says this, how would it be possible for a person to starve to death who serves God with fidelity and furthers his kingdom. After all, he gives more, he gives the whole world more than enough. The earth would have to run out of bread, or the heavens would have to run out of rain before a Christian would die of starvation. Indeed, God himself would have to starve to death first. Now, since he has created and given so superabundantly and given such a sure promise, that he will give enough and will do so before we look around or become aware of it, why plague yourself with this terrible anxiety and greed? Especially everywhere, but especially in the Psalter, the scripture is full of statements like these. Psalm 33. He feeds the pious in times of famine. Psalm 37. I have never seen a pious man beg for bread. Luther says, he will not let your situation make a liar out of him. Just believe. This is what the Lord has provided. Um, 
If he has given us uh, a petition, give us this day our daily bread, and we are to say amen to it, I believe it, it is to say, yes, God, you will give me the daily bread that I need. We light the candles, we'll begin. O oh Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to have your voice. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. It's Matthew 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is God's word. Our pink sheet is our hymn. Brief life is here our portion. Brief life is here our portion. Brief sorrow, short-lived care. The life that knows no ending. The tearless life is there. O oh, happy retribution, short toil, eternal rest, for mortals and for sinners, a mansion with the blessed. And now we fight the battle, but then shall wear the crown of full and everlasting and passionless renown. And now we watch and struggle, and now we live in hope, and Zion in her anguish with Babylon must cope. But he whom now we trust in shall then be seen and known, and they that know and see him shall have him for their own. And there is David's fountain and life in fullest glow, and there the light is golden, and milk and honey flow. The morning shall awaken, and shadows shall decay, and each true-hearted servant 
shall shine as doth the day. Fair God, our King and portion in fullness of His grace, shall we behold forever and worship face to face. O sweet and blessed country, the home of God's elect. O sweet and blessed country, that eager hearts expect. Jesus in mercy bring us to the dear land of rest, who art with God the Father, and spirit ever blessed. Amen. It begins the kingdom of heaven. What's it talking about? The kingdom of heaven? What is that? It's the church. When we say the church, we're not talking about the building. But we're talking about where God is gathering believers. But here it lets us know the kingdom of heaven includes, well, two groups. Five wise and five foolish. So, these, uh, uh, well, we got a little more than ten here. All right, everybody that's foolish, raise their hand. Um, what? Wait a minute. Are we talking about foolish believers and wise believers? I mean, we're talking about those that don't. So when we say the kingdom of heaven, and then he describes it in, in 10, but he describes it 5 and 5, these foolish ones aren't really a part of the church at all. What I mean is, is that they're hanging around with the believers but they're not really believers. How do I know they're not believers? What happens at the end of this story? They're locked out. They're locked out. Let us in. Let us in. What does he say to them? Oh, mm -hmm. Jesus never knew them. They went around saying, oh, yeah, Jesus and I, we're together. Jesus knows me. And Jesus says, I never knew you. What do we want to learn? Well, we need to learn that where word and sacrament are, there's going to be believers, but there's also going to be others who are hypocrites, unbelievers. They pretend to be believers. They, they, they uh, uh, stand up and sit down. They join churches. They, they come to uh, work days and paint the church, and they may not actually be believers because in the end, they will be excluded. He talks about them as five wise and five foolish when we get to the end of this story, Jesus says, watch therefore. Watch. What's he want us to watch out? Watch. What are we to watch? What are we looking for? Watch therefore. That's, that's the conclusion. That was when you get to the end. You better be ready. Watching for his coming. Watch for his coming. Um, yeah, you don't know the day or the hour. Um, Mark, you don't know what day. Sure. You don't know what hour. I mean, if you knew it was going to be in the morning, you'd get up early. If you knew it was going to be tomorrow, you know, you'd be pretty diligent, but you don't know. Sure don't, and there's not going to be any warning for that. There's going to be no warning. Ooh, there's going to be no warning. He's coming back. This is the end time. He's coming back again. But we don't know when, we don't know what time. Watch. Watching. So if someone wants to invite you to a watch service, what do you think they're going to do there? They're not going to be sitting there looking up watching. A watch service involves 
The Word. You're going to come and you're going to have a service of the Word. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor hour when the Son of Man is coming. He's coming back. It is. It's the same thing as a vigil. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a service. Never heard of such a thing before. Never heard of that? I mean, you, it's not like something the Baptist Church would do. It does. Exactly. It's not a term that Lutherans often use, a watch service, but that's exactly what it is. It's I a, feel better now. It's, <laughs> so don't worry. It's, but it's a, what we would describe as a vigil. It's usually a longer service in the night. They usually have it New Year's Eve. They're quote, watch service. Um, but it's a matter of hearing the word of God. I mean, I, I, I think it's a biblical kind of idea. What is that watch? What are we to do? Well, we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention so that what? We're not one of the foolish virgins. That's what we want to make sure of. So how are we going to do that? Well, it's not a matter of saying my eyes were looking up to heaven at the moment that Jesus is coming down. Um, uh, it's, it's not that. So, it's going to be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. Um, and then we find out about the foolish and the wise. Of the ten, how many of them had lamps? This is math tonight. Olivia, are you ready? Five? How many had lamps? Oh, ten. How many had oil? What now? How many brought a flask of oil? Five. We got ten that have lamps. The foolish ones have lamps. The wise ones have lamps. If you have a lamp, does that admit you into heaven? No. The foolish don't have oil for their lamps. The wise brought a flask of oil. So that what happens? When it's time to light the lamp, you put the oil in, you light the lamp, you're ready. The foolish don't have oil. Um, if you're wanting to make use of a lamp, you're going to need oil. If you're wanting the car to go, you're going to need gas. You got a car and no gas? Are you telling me you have a car with no gas? Is that what you're raising? No. Oh, oh. I'm thinking I'm not. All right, so tell me what you're thinking. You're going, yeah, I got that car. Pastor? Um, the usual analogy that is drawn is that the oil is faith. It is faith in Jesus Christ. Now, um, because it is faith in Jesus Christ, it admits into heaven. What do we need? Faith alone. I mean, we, we, we know that. You know, uh, uh, that what is given. Um, the, the lamp itself is an external. It is something that you might say everyone there had. It is the externals of being church, you know, it's, it's having pews, it's standing up, sitting down, it's, it's you know, all the things. But where there is no faith, there's not an event. To go further with this, um, and, and, and I think the analogy can be pushed even further, um, the sense that without faith, what does the fruits of faith produce? It produces works. Um, so the burning lamp is therefore proof that there's oil. When you see the works going forth, you let your light shine before men. What is that? That is my faith being put into action 
through confession, through uh, that. Um, and so there, there were those who really had no fruits of faith, had no faith. Um, they were hanging around. They may have learned a historical faith. They learned a couple facts, but they didn't trust that Jesus was the one who died for their sins. They weren't praying, give us this day our daily bread, and relying upon God to provide. They thought, oh, well, this is fine. I'm, I'm here because I like the music. Um, I'm here to make my wife happy. She wants me to come to church, or my husband wants me to come to church. Um, I like the people here. Um, it's a whole lot better than sitting down at the bar, so I come here on Sundays and Wednesdays, and I get a little, you know, I get people to talk to. Um, I tried the gym, but, you know, it, it was too much work. Church is a little easier. You get donuts. Um, that's what we have. Um, Karen, does that work? Okay, she says. Um, what do we find? Um, they're all waiting. They're waiting for the bridegroom to come. We are the bride. He's going to come. He's going to get us. He's going to, to bring us. Um, what happens? Every one of them gets drowsy and falls asleep. Um, not just five, but ten. When we see this, we see that, you know, even in their joy of waiting, uh, none of us have the strength. We all sin. We all fall short. Even the believers do. Um, but what admits? When we talk about watch, therefore, what are we going to do? Well, let's keep going with the story. Um, the foolish ones, when they hear the cry, get up, he's coming. They go, whoops, no oil. And they talk to the wise and say, give us some of your oil. The wise are not selfish. The problem is, Karen, is that you can't be saved by another's faith. I can't give you my faith. Um, I don't know how many times. Uh, um, it took me a while to notice this uh, as, as a pastor. But um, uh, have your collar on. People come up and talk to you. And, and usually they will say something, you know. They'll ask a question or something. They'll go, oh, oh, well, wait, are you, you're losing. Oh, my grandma. Uh, um, well, you know, she went to church all the time. Which sounds like just small talk at first, but you know what that's code for? I don't. I don't go to church. But grandma was a real Christian. Really. And so I must be okay. So I must be okay. So I must be okay. But you're not going to get the faith on grandma's faith. You're not. Um, uh, you know, I wonder with, um, you know, the other night, uh, someone came up to Karn and said, uh, your, your husband, he's a pastor. Yep. Okay, um, my daughter's sick and, you know, is going to have surgery. Ha ask your pa ask him, your husband, to pray for her. And I'll pray for anyone, fine. But is that a little unusual? Why? Because I am the holy pastor <laughs> and she can't pray. She doesn't know, and my wife, that, that, that's not But if I pray, go talk to, you know, here's Mary coming to talk to Jesus, you know, bopping right over, seeing if I'm going, you know, if I pray. And if I pray in church, we, oh, then it's really a powerful prayer. You know, you have faith. You pray. Um, but it's code language for, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, that's kind of like going to the village shaman to get your hill cured or something. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> interesting interesting so yeah I, I think what do we have we have those who have said oh you know how about your faith can your faith save me no it can't what do they need to do well in this story it says they go and buy but you know I, it's a story you have to you know put it together this is not where you have to you can buy faith so much or if we're going to go that way let's deal with Isaiah who says you're going to buy mine and milk without money and without cost um, where do you get faith that's the thing the foolish ones needed to go get faith. Well, we know where faith comes from. Where do you, where do you, where do you go for faith? Go to the Word of God. Um, yeah. And so it, it is hearing the Word of God. Right now we have the opportunity. God's Word is being preached. It's being taught. You have the opportunity to come and hear God's word. You make use of every opportunity that you have. Um, it may be that your 
a, a tornado wipes out the building, you don't have a chance to hear God's word next Sunday. It may be that uh, uh, your pastors die and you have no one here to fill the pulpit. You, know, you don't get to hear God's word this Sunday. It may be that what? Now you have time to hear the word of God. When you have time to hear the word of God, make use of that time and hear that word that you might receive faith and that your faith might be strengthened by that. Um, finally, though, there will come a point at which the door is going to be shut, and that is when Christ returns. When Christ returns, there's no more time. Oh, I should have gone to church. Oh, I, I should have read God's word. I should have, you know, uh, come and, and listened in Bible class, and I should have prayed and, and learned to rely upon these things and studied these things. But when the door is shut, it's too late. And so those who were foolish, who went about their days and did not, when, it, when the times come, they don't know Jesus, they don't have faith, and they don't get in. And it's too late. And so when it says, watch therefore, now we got an answer. What are we watching? We're watching to make sure that we have faith. Make sure that you're one of the wise ones who have the oil of faith for your lamp, um, that you may be received in heaven. If you have faith, you've got the white garment that brings you in. If you have faith, you've got the invitation to the marriage feast. If you have faith, you've got a burning lamp to go into heaven. Uh, um, uh, if at any point you're wondering, I wonder if I've done enough, you go, no, 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 I've got faith. faith in I trust in him. He took away my sins. So I know I'm saved. Watch, therefore, is to watch yourself. Watch, therefore, that you're one of those who are the uh, uh, believers that can be admitted and brought in before the end day comes, the last day comes, and it's, it's closed. Um, again, the last day, yeah, that's true for everyone, but even for each one of us, um, you know, as long as you have the strength, as long as you have the, you know, you may not be able to get to church. Um, you may lose your mind. You may, I, I, now you have the opportunity. Okay, I'm going to come. I get to hear God's word. Uh, that's, what, that's what's being uh, uh, described, what's being given out. What do we find? At the end of the world, there will be some that will be excluded. Of course we know that those who, who uh, don't attend church, uh, don't hear the word of God, don't believe in Jesus, trust in idols and whatever. We're not, this story isn't talking about that. You, you know that this is talking about those who hang around and who pretend. So don't go, well, I got a warm pew in, in church. That's good enough. No, I want to make sure that I'm trusting in, in Jesus for salvation. So um, uh, this is what we have when we, when we get to the end. We learn that there are, well, some that are damned and excluded and the door is shut. There are some who have uh, e eternal life uh, and, are, and, are, and are welcomed in. Um, and so we, we need to be prepared. Watch, therefore, so that you are uh, uh, in the word of God and, and receiving the faith. Questions? Yes. <laughs> compared to some of the other stories or you know the road straight and narrow or, or it's uh, only a few will enter yeah, and yeah I expect the question to be the other way but I like that you ask it that way um, I'll give you the practical answer but, but I still anyway I'll give you the practical answer first the practical answer is this um we're not talking about everyone in the world. This one's only talking about those who attend church. I mean, kind of, okay? Because it's the kingdom of heaven. It's not talking about the Muslims and the Hindus and the Jews and the what. This is talking about those who claim to be Christians. So now, how generous do you think if when we say those who claim to be Christian, only 50%. You thought it was 50% of the world. Dan's in, but I don't know. There's four in the pew, or you know. Um, that being said, uh, um, I, I, 
I don't know what the percentage is. I have no idea, okay? Uh, um, I'm just, I'm sorry, I, we, we got no clue on that. But I do think that you look at the Bible and you take a look at you know, the, the stories and all, um, it, it's, I, I am thankful that I know the truth and I know that I believe in Jesus because I look like, like God brings the Israelites out of Egypt and what happens? They end up spending 40 years in the wilderness and it says, most of them God was not pleased with. You kind of go, the ones that came out of Egypt? Most of them he was not, yep, scattered their bodies over the wilderness. Waited till their kids grew up. You know, and even Moses messes up, but you know, actually still gets saved. I mean, I don't know. I look at this and I kind of go, man, that anyone saved is a miracle. Well, the interesting thing about that is we don't know whether those people were saved or not. <laughs> because their wanderings in the desert may have... We pray that. 1 Corinthians 10, I think, does hint, though, at more, you know, um, in other words, don't be like that is kind of the conclusion of that story. Um, so. well, that's very similar to this. Yes, it is. Exactly. Prayers this evening. Okay. For a blessed end. Very good. Very good. Yeah. No matter what happens along the way, the Lord's going to give us daily bread and he's going to provide. You know, what's the one thing that matters? Blessed end. That is one that ends with faith in Christ. Absolutely. Very good that our heart might go out and go, wow, let's make sure that we make this clear. I don't want anyone having attended church not hear that message. So you, we want to make sure, listen, I am always preaching. You know, I don't want to let a, a Sunday go by that you don't hear the message. Of, All of us are hypocrites to some extent. So. Yes. yes. Um, what was it, Pat and Sammy? Lost, lost her father. Mother. Mother, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, her name? No, uh, daughter. Oh, Kelly. Kelly. Uh, great. Um, this is the end of our non-festival part of the church here. We'll go to uh, a different prayer sheet for next Wednesday. So, recite word by word. Last chance. Ten Commandments. Apostles' Creed. Dylan. Lord's Prayer, Livia, Holy Baptism, Tom, Confession, Colton, and Lord's Supper. Mark, please stand. The Ten Commandments teach what we are to do. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The Apostles' Creed teaches what God does and gives, 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord's Prayer teaches how we should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Holy baptism brings us into the Christian community. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned. Confession and absolution is the voice of the gospel. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The sacrament of the altar is food for the soul. We approach the sacrament in order to receive the treasure of Christ's body and blood, through and in which we obtain the remission of sins. This sacrament is given as daily food and nourishment, by which faith may repair and recover its strength against attack and temptation. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness, put upon ourselves the armor of light. Now in the fleeting time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, and uh, praise you for this gracious gift which you have showered upon us, uh, the gift of faith in the suffering and death of your Son. We ask, dear Lord, uh, that you would uh, give us a blessed end. We ask also that you would use our light, our teaching, that uh, it might turn away those who uh, 
are simply holding lamps but have no faith in Christ. And we ask, dear Lord, uh, that you would be uh, with the Patton family uh, and comfort them with that uh, good news of a resurrection for all who believe in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.